0: Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I am in a tour van of a band called Howler. I have one of the band members here with me. I'd love it if you could say who you are and what you do in the band.
1: Hi, I'm Scott Wood. Uh, Oh, whoops. Wait, no, I'm Jordan Gatesmith. I'm sorry, I always do this, Scott. I I thought I was you for a little while, and I'm actually me. Um, Yeah, I'm Jordan, and I sing and play in Howler.
0: Jordan, you are quite the masochist, as I've discovered from (laughs) listening to you and sitting in your van. Oh, you don't like the van? What's wrong with this man? Since we're in your van, I would love you to pick one object that is strange and interesting and describe it in detail for people who are radio listeners.
1: I got my favorite tape here. Uh, It's Graceland by Paul Simon. We listen to this all the time in the van. uh, It's a rectangle. Uh, it's kind of it's got a soft case. Uh, the liner notes uh, have all of the lyrics, uh, diamonds on the soles of your shoes,
0: and all that goodness uh, right here. I try to have like a zesty opening to my show, so I'm going to let you choose. Would you like the ridiculous, cheesy question or the little bit mean question? You can do the mean question if you want. All right. Back in 2011, you were named a cool person by NME Magazine. First, Can you tell me what NME Magazine is? And then the question is, what's it like to be a coolest person of 2011 in 2014? Ooh, well, that's New Music Express, and uh, I feel like a dinosaur
1: at this point. It's over. All the coolness has uh, completely evaporated. Uh, Every last of it has poured out of... Every single one of my pores, it's all gone. So it feels um, uh,
0: not as cool. I still think you're cool. Thanks, Scott. So how about we listen to some music from Howler? Yeah, let's do it. Standing off with a
2: girl named Rose The tattoo on her neck says so it goes She's dying for the chance just to let us know That much like her
0: TV show this is scott wood your host you just heard don't wanna off a record called world of joy that's the second record by a band called howler i've got jordan snickering in the background in his van jordan i'd love you to tell me a bit about this track don't wanna
1: is that the track um yeah i think it was kind of uh it's a song and we played it Uh, We've played it probably about 50 times now uh, on the road, and we really enjoy it, and we hope you enjoy it too. There's not really much
0: to say about it. (laughs) Inside, my inner interviewer is crying. I'm crying too. What's your star sign? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to move on to the next question.
2: uh, You you have to answer
0: What
1: is your star sign, Scott? Why, I'm a Sagittarius. Are you? I really don't know much about Sagittarius, honestly. I'm an Aquarius. Um, we're kind of goofy. Uh, we don't really know a lot about Sagittarius. We know a lot about Libras and Geminis, and a little bit about Pisces. But I don't, I'm, I'm afraid I just don't know too much about
0: your kind, Scott. Everyone who's into astrology never, ever knows anything about Sagittarius. Yeah, apparently. All right, back on track, we're going to go. Jordan a few years ago, you went on record and said some not so nice things about your hometown Minneapolis music scene. <coughs> ooh, are you all right? yeah, so do you guys still live there, and how did you make up with your hometown scene? Oh,
1: make up um yeah we we all still live in Minneapolis, and uh I think well any negative things that were said about this about the scene were you know a little naive, but uh, they were definitely felt at the time. Um, I think that, well, I think we've kind of actually grown in respect for the city more than anything else I'm not exactly sure about the institutions themselves but uh, as far as bands in Minneapolis, there's a lot of interesting acts and uh, I think that we've really kind of like, you know uh, come to know a lot of really good musicians uh, and have come to love the scene uh, and just love the people that make the music, so yeah
0: Alright, World of Joy it's your second record, second records can be difficult for hyped bands and all bands so how was it for howler um i think at first it
1: was kind of frightening uh but i think we just kind of sucked it up and decided that uh it was going to be fun and we made it fun there's a lot of lot of drinking involved uh i I think most of the record was you know it was was done about like four weeks four weeks to about no four to six no excuse me six to eight weeks uh it was kind of like a, a, a almost like a binge uh, we ended up like drinking every night and going to uh, the practice space every morning, uh, practicing all day long, writing songs, going straight to the studio like the very next week. So we just kept it very, very, very tight-knit, very drunk, and did it as quick as possible. So we didn't have to really uh, think about any repercussions of what we were doing, or about the future, or anything. Just the moment of making the record, try to keep it as uh, in the moment as much as possible.
2: Staying to fire Keeping the faith through Like in drugs Fan our lives Out in advance Don't waste your time On a failing to use Don't waste your time
0: Interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Indictment off a record called World of Joy by a band called Howler. I've got their lead singer Jordan with me. I'd love it if you could say a few words about this one. About Indictment? Uh,
1: I think Indictment might have been the, the very first track uh, we started working on uh, for World of Joy. Uh, I remember doing it um, or coming up with the idea uh, in my apartment, uh, very drunk one night. And it just came, kind of just came to my hands, and all the words kind of came uh, right away. Had to do with maybe being kind of cramped up in my apartment in the middle of winter, very dark, very sad, uh, very drunk, very lonely. And uh, it just it just happened in about a half hour, and I had a song, and it, was, and it made me very happy
0: for a short period of time. So when the band's out together, hanging out, drinking till the wee hours, what's their alcoholic drink of choice?
1: Uh, there's this bar in Minneapolis called the CC Club, and we spend a lot of time there, and the, the drink of choice, it's actually called the Howler, uh, what we drink there is uh, Red Bull and uh, tequila, or I should say a splash of Red Bull and, and tequila.
0: It's very hard to drink, actually. Doesn't sound very appetizing.
1: No, it's not. Well, the, the only problem is, with it is that, you know, you get a, a shot of tequila, and that's fine. You can slam one of those back. But if you pour some, uh, you know, um, Red Bull in there, it's much more volume, and so it gets kind of hard to slam that. Down, you know, down your throat, you kind of gag a little bit in the carbonation. And it kind of gets in your nose, end up out the nostrils and whatever. Yeah, it can get ugly.
0: So why is this seemingly unappealing drink the drink of choice for Howler?
1: Man, you look, you took one look at her van, you called this, you called me a masochist, and you, maybe you're correct.
0: I'd love you. <laughs> oh. You sound like you're sick i I was sick for about three weeks,
1: and uh, I got better about yesterday, so it's tour flu
0: just in time for Vancouver, just in time
3: <laughs> all
0: right i'd love to talk about growing pains and the second record oh yay,
1: fun <laughs> growing pains um there's i mean as an artist you're never completely satisfied with anything that you do at any given moment, and so I think there's there's always um there's always room for growth, and uh, I think that you know we're even feeling that now. We're ready to move on to the next record and uh, you know keep working on more music uh, and keep writing more songs. Yeah, just just like the, the the feeling that you could be doing more just never goes away, and that kind of keeps you pushing on uh, to make more things. So we definitely feel- we felt that before, and we're feeling it again.
0: Jordan, you said that the concept behind your second record, World of Joy, is to expand the vocabulary of what the band does. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about adding to Howler's vocabulary. Okay, Scott. I feel like we're saying each other's names a lot, or you're saying my name a lot. The reason why I say the band's name and your name a lot is because I'm going to cut this up later and mix in songs. So for people coming in late, they'll be like, aha, he's talking to Howler today. Okay, Scott. That's great. Um, yeah, I, well, I feel
1: like the second record is like um, a very, uh, it's an important record, or it's its a very interesting record for bands. It's, uh, you know, there's always the so- the idea of, like, the sophomore slump, and there's always, like, these, like, taboos around the record. But it's also, we, the way we looked at it is it's a, it's a beautiful way to do some exploration before you are the band that you're supposed to be on your third and fourth record you get some time to really air out and to try the things that you've always wanted to try on your second record and uh i think we decided that we really wanted to make that uh the goal so that we could you know so in the future we could have uh, we could have some footing for where we can expand upon
0: let's talk about one thing that you tried
1: uh, we really were into we wanted to try denim rock you know like freedom rock so uh, we, were, we were into that for a while So we tried that on this song on the record called Al's Corral And the, the, the whole idea for that song it was a very convoluted idea But we, there was this bar called Al's Corral in St. Paul uh, There's
0: Thin Lizzy playing on the jukebox I'm noticing a lot of themes with this interview Songs and bars, is that what you want? Just, I'm just remarking, please don't let me stop your story It sounds intriguing Okay, well, you seem disappointed
1: Okay well, we were in this bar called Al's Corral, and uh, they were playing Thin Lizzy on the jukebox. And there was a giant American flag on the wall with masking tape um, uh, written out on the flag. Uh, freedom is never free. And we thought that was hilarious. There's a, a flak jacket next to it and guns. And so we decided that we needed to write a denim rock song, Thin Lizzy. So we, we decided we would take the song Jailbreak and rewrite it. And we made it about the bar, uh, Al's Corral. So that was like a, a big experiment, you know, doing the whole freedom rock thing, you know, our uh, denim jackets and uh, and, and Harleys, um, yeah, whatever. So imagining that, I think uh, we that,
0: that was our thing for a second. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna be playing that song, Alice Corral, in the background as you talk. N- neat. <laughs> oh look, the interview is being crashed by two members of Howler. Oh, uh, get them in here. <laughs>
2: But your mind's not okay And I think about it somehow
0: Scott Wood, your host, you just heard, told you once, that's by a band called Howler. It's off their first record, America, Give Up. I've got their lead singer Jordan with me, and I'd love it if he could say a few words about this old track. God, this one is like a dinosaur. This is this is it, man. This is Fossil. This Fossil fuel's
1: right here. Um, I, I guess this is, the, this is the song that kind of uh, made it happen for us. Um... We uh, put a show in Minneapolis and we had uh, a writer come to the show who really liked our music and actually did us a favor and sent uh, our EP uh, with the song Told You Once on it to Rough Trade uh, Records.
0: For people who don't know, Rough Trade Records is... Um, it's, a, it's a London-based
1: kind of um, independent punk label. Uh, started in the 70s. I think their first release might have been Stiffle Fingers. They've done things such as The Smiths and um, Cabaret Voltaire and strokes and I don't know a lot of amazing things
0: so a very respected record label
1: yeah exactly so it's uh unbeknownst to us the uh, the record got sent to rough trade and they loved the song told you once a lot and they really wanted to work with us and they literally signed us within that month of uh, getting our ep so yeah that song's a special song for us oh look
0: the interview is being crashed by two members of howler
3: oh get them in here
1: yeah. Get in here! All
0: right. oh. <coughs> Come save your lead singer. <laughs> yes, help. Hi, other band members of Howler. <laughs> Hi.
4: What's up, what's up, bro? What's your this name? This is Scott. Hey, Scott.
3: Scup, Scott. <laughs> Favorite song: Y M C A by the Village Bros.
0: <laughs> Hi, other members of Howler. How about you guys introduce <laughs> yourselves by saying your name? And what you do in the band.
3: Hi, Scott. I'm Ian. I play guitar. We are sure going fast.
0: Hey, I'm Rory, and I play the drum kit. Hi, guys. Welcome to this interview. We were interrupted. We were talking about musical vocabulary and expanding it on this record. Do you guys want to weigh in?
4: I'm up to it. Uh, the the vocab, Could you? is there any way you can word this... For more specific, what do you you mean? What do you mean?
0: I'm saying that this is a second record, so it's a chance for you to grow and change as artists, to try things you might not have thought of trying on this record. What's one thing or anything that you want to talk about along those lines?
4: Some of the drum tracks we uh, broke down the kit to just a floor tom and a snare drum. That was kind of fun. That was, you know, that's all we needed for that. And uh, there was uh, a lot more, some noise, a lot more guitar noise, I think, or... Mm -hmm put in and uh, I, th- I think we're kind of experimenting with some sounds we could get and uh, we also, uh, we went gluten free for this album
3: I played a sitar,
4: I played a sitar on one
3: song, that was weird I don't know how to play sitar you know
0: What was the biggest challenge of learning to play a sitar?
3: You know, just uh, just playing a sitar man, it's just channeling my inner uh, George Harrison, you know what I'm saying? It takes a lot of
1: takes a lot of energy to channel George Harrison, doesn't it?
4: George Harrison's a Pisces. Ian, although he's a Capricorn, has a Pisces rising, so I think it actually kind of worked out. It was, uh...
3: And also, uh, Octopus's Garden is my favorite song. Crazy. Weird.
0: You guys are really into your star signs.
4: Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, you know, it happens. What's yours, Scott?
0: We've been through this. I'm a Sagittarius, and that's the one sign people who are into astrology know nothing about.
4: That's 100% true. You guys are supposed to be really competitive though. I know that. You guys are very social. You have many many different friends and many different social groups. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to just stick to one. And you guys are fiery. You know, you're fiery so you're, you like to be active. You like to do things. Whether it be going out for a big walk or having an interview with a band who is us. You're very articulate. Thank you. About Sagittarius's?
0: I'm a boy. All right. Howler, music critics love to pick out all of the references or homages to classic indie bands in your music. How do you guys balance finding your own voice with showing your love for your favorite bands? Okay, so I have to answer this question.
1: Um, I don't know. It, like to me, um, I think rock music is like in such a strange, like kind of postmodern state. Where it's you know a lot a lot has been done. I should not, I will not say. I refuse to say that has all been done. I think that you know uh, influence is important. And I think it's it's important to show your influence as well and uh, you use them as building blocks. You use them as tools uh, to further yourself to the next level. So um, I
4: think sometimes we listen to bands. You know, Jordan and I'll be driving around uh, and uh, we'll be listening to bands and we'll, we'll be. We always end up uh, kind of getting into. You know, I'll be away on tour with my other band and I'll come back to town. And uh, we'll have gotten into a, a few different artists by the time I'm back. And then we'll share, you know, we'll have a little share session and we'll share what we've been listening to. And usually we we end up talking about how we think the band kind of got to uh, that point of influence or, or that point where they were able to let go and just kind of explore what they wanted to explore a lot of times you know we'll look up how a band recorded an album or recorded a particular song that's produced in an interesting way and uh we'll kind of try and you know make that happen or I know Jordan often will learn a a kind of like a, a way that uh you know a a, mu- a certain person played a riff or something and uh I think I've noticed that's something he does a lot when when he's finding influences from his favorite Uh, Artists as well. Um, You know, things like that. Or we just, you know, we we try and minimize what we're doing. Sometimes I I try to take off as many pieces of the drum kit as I can to kind of break down, uh, you know, and and try and get back to a lot of simpler things because we listen to a lot of simple music. We listen to a lot of minimal, you know, kind of punk and, uh, you know, noisier bands. So I think.
0: What I would love to do is get you guys to talk about one moment where you reconnected and we're talking about a musician you researched or a musician you got into. I've one a big one for us lately has uh, have been Talk Talk where we've been really
1: obsessed with that. Rory gave me uh Spirit of Eden and um Laughing Stock. Do you know Mark Hollis and the, like the Talk Talk stuff? Like uh, an English kind of like, considered maybe like the first post-rock band? Mm, yeah, the blue like the softest music ever ever made. Like the quietest, softest, weirdest music. Uh, uh it's good for alone time. Uh, and that's, I don't know, we've been obsessed with that, we've been obsessed with learning how they've recorded those records, how they made those sounds, and I don't know, we listen to that in the van constantly, so that's been a huge one.
0: Howler, you guys are obviously big music fans, what's the dorkiest thing you've done for a band that you love?
4: Ian, tell them about the time you emailed Paul Westerberg's manager. Oh yeah. Hi, Ian here. The van (laughs) is still rolling down the highway,
3: going real fast. Um... Well, we found out the replacements were playing their first Minneapolis show in like 80 years um, at the Midway Stadium in St. Paul, Minneapolis. These all the boys in the band really love the replacements, and I, you know, I'm like whatever. It took me a long time to get into them. I'm still kind of into them, not really. My bad. Um, but these boys, I was like, okay, it's my it's my goal to get these boys to play with their. It's like a dream, you know. So, it, of course, it would have been me to do it to contact them because I don't care. I, like I'm not starstruck really by them. They're cool. They're great. But, you know, so I emailed, I found Paul Westerberg's manager on, on, uh, online and I I emailed him and I was like, Hey dude, sorry. What's up? Uh, Paul Westerberg rules, I guess you manage him, you know, so can we play this show? And, uh, he got back to me and that was really cool. And he said, no, (laughs) but you know,
4: long story short, that would have been amazing. I was in Nashville recently and, uh, Mac DeMarco was playing a show, and I asked him if I could interview him, and he let me interview him. And so now there's an, there's an interview on our website of me talking to him the about nothing. <laughs> it's very boring. And uh, we have his phone number. but we have he gave me his phone number, and uh, I think we might harvest a friendship. Let's just say he's got a th- thick pipe. He's a thick pipe boy. Mm-hmm. So Jordan, the lead singer
0: of Howler, compared World of Joy, your second record, to a jukebox at some sloppy bar in Minneapolis. So what's one song in that jukebox that people may not hear on the first or even second listen to your second record, World of Joy?
4: What does that mean? Wait, what song? What's a, what's a, what's an influence that might not be so obvious?
0: Cuz you know, when everybody reads about your band, they read about, okay, this song's influenced by this. Like there's yeah, some artists yeah. who like or mm-hmm. critics who list all your songs and list all the references. Yeah,
3: I hate that, but putting people into box <clears throat> boxes and uh I get it. Like that's how it's that's how music journalism is. I know. Like it and it works and we do wear our influences on our sleeve like you said. But I can't think of any uh band or that we do you? There's just
1: so much stuff we listen to it's not
3: it's not even like i don't I don't know man there's there's not even like a i can't even
1: give you like a clear list of like things that we listen to because there's just so many things that we are really into. I don't know we like swans we like swans is a huge thing that we're really into, and maybe yeah. you definitely can't hear that in our music at all, but early, like we're early. very obsessed with like things like swans or even like or like white zombie buttle like surfers. white zombie bottle surfers i mean there's a lot of that sort of like noisy stuff that we're very into,
4: yeah, there's definitely like the earlier you know all those earlier period uh, I think at the time we were listening to a lot of it was funny we were listening to a lot of early swans early butthole surfers and like early white zombie and all that stuff is like the noisiest of their catalog and like pretty the most negative and rawest and darkest but I don't think we ever I mean we never we never got to a point where we were singing about like you know true darkness but we loved it you know and, and it inspired us
0: for people who don't know could you describe what type of music those bands make in three words construction rock music
4: noise rock rock and roll okay
0: i'm really glad that you guys joined the interview thanks for joining in i appreciate that
4: yeah i have to call my girlfriend now i'm gonna go do that but it was very nice meeting scott i didn't know there was an interview happening i didn't know there was an interview happening very sorry so you
0: guys normally just wander out to the van for some spare time we were uh that neighborhood's scary as
4: fuck
3: So we were just walking around. We, uh, we met we met
4: some very interesting characters and uh, we decided to uh, see what Jordan was up to and and we had a pleasant surprise of meeting you and talking about rock music. God bless. And getting the. The other
0: two members of Howler have left. The lead singer is still stuck in his tour van with me, Scott from the Interview Show. It could be worse. It could be a little bit worse, but not much worse. I could be by myself trapped in this van. This is true, I guess. I suppose. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's end it there. At the end of my show, I Love the Guest to pick a Howler track in this case, and talk a bit about it as I bring that song up. Okay.
1: Great. Well, the song I'm going to talk about is this one called Drip. And it's about um, our very first tour in America. Uh, Actually, it's about a couple of tours, but most of the tours in America were our lovely guitarist ian who you've just met the capricorn uh, in the yellow jacket uh, who's sauntering away with our boy raz uh he got sick all of the time he like really sick like almost like deathly ill i dare i say um he had like a goiter on his neck and like it was like kind of like about to explode or something we had to take him to the hospital uh and we actually abandoned him we left him in the hospital in new jersey montclair new jersey all by himself Uh, They they put him on an IV, and he sat there for about five days. His dad had to pick him up, and there was a massive medical bill. Uh, He also got shingles on tour before. Anyway, every tour that we go on, basically, Ian always ends up in the hospital. So I decided to write a song about... um, medical bills and uh, the, the, the racking up of all the medical bills and Ian's illnesses
0: and uh, we, we put that in a song called drip all right we're gonna listen to a song called drip off the second record by howler that record's called world of joy Jordan thanks for being on my show Thank you Scott no one gets paid
2: somebody calls me since I'm in
0: Jordan, once again, thank you very much for spending some time with me on this nice spring day. where uh, I hit you. Thank you, Scott. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's been a real
1: pleasure. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Jordan. I'm from the band Howler, and uh, I'm doing the interview show with Scott Wood right now. Hello.
4: Goodbye. Hi, my name is Ian. My name is Ian, my name is Chicka Chicka Ian, play guitar, hi, and you're listening to,
3: it's the interview show you're listening to, (laughs) with Scott, any rules dude, thanks for coming in our van bro,